What's happening team? Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast where I'm going to be sharing with you my tips, tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a Type 1 diabetic. I'm your host, Type 1 Tom. Just a quick disclaimer, any advice that I give will not overpower your medical professional, so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes. Welcome to this episode of the Title Movement Podcast. So I've not done a podcast episode or a live, because I do these lives as well when I do these episodes on Instagram and Facebook, in a good few weeks. Um, but everything's going all right in the life of Tom. Uh, to be honest, getting heavily into this cycling business now. If you've got me on socials, you'll know that. Um, loving getting out and stuff like that on the bike, even though it's rainy sometimes where I live in the UK. But absolutely loving it. It's been great. It's been great for the Bloods as well. Um, and I found a little, I might mention it in this podcast actually, even though we're going to speak about pens and pumps, I'm going to cover a few topics on that, my personal preferences and experiences. But I've been getting a lot of questions since I've been in cycling, like how do you control your blood glucose levels, what do you eat and stuff like that. So why the fuck not answer that on on this podcast as well? Yeah, why not? It's something I'm into at the moment. A lot of you over type 1 seem to want to know about it. So I hope everyone's good. Thanks for, for tuning in and jumping on, first of all. So pens or pump, how, how do we manage our diabetes? Now, I wanted to do this because I've done a few posts about this and I get a lot of questions about this as well. Um, from people and they're like um, I'm on pens should I use a pump and some people are on a pump and they love it some people don't so I thought I'd just share like my personal experiences because I've used both I was on pens for about nine years before I went on to a pump and I've been on the pump the rest of the time so I don't know it's about four or five years something like that and I also coach a lot of other type ones who are both on pens MDI multiple daily injections or various sorts of insulin pumps so I suppose like we'll cover the basics, the difference between the two because some type ones don't know that. Obviously, um, with pens, it's injections. Yeah, it's injections for your normalized is um, the basal bolus approach. So it's injections for your background insulin, your basal insulin, the one that doesn't really peak and sits in the background. And then it's a different sort of insulin that you have for your bolus. So for corrections, for foods, for stuff like that. And you just go throughout your day. When I was on pens, it was I was on Levermage, like Glargine, I think it was. Um, and I was having one injection of that as my background insulin around in the evening at some point. Um, and then obviously it's Nova Rapid that I was having um, with my for corrections and with my meals and stuff like that. So that's basically pens. You go about yourself injecting. I could go from anywhere from three times a day, depending on my nutrition or what I was trying to achieve from my fitness goals. Um, how many carbs I was eating and that to, to these days when I would inject it 10 to 15 times a day because my blood sugar was being a bastard uh, I had to do a lot of corrections at some points yeah so that's basically MDIs pens injections multiple daily injections whatever you want to call them we've then obviously got um, an insulin pump so insulin pump in most pumps it's just rapid acting so it's just mainly Nova Rapids um, or stuff like that it's rapid acting insulin and that also makes up your basal rate, your background insulin, and what you correct with and what you bolus for with food. Yeah, so it's just one insulin. There's not two different different cartridges. Well, as far as I know, there's not um, in pumps. Um, it's just one insulin, whereas pens are normally like, normally two, yeah? Um, so, the one of the, 
my sort of main worry, I'd say, when I switched over from pens, and let's talk about why I switched over from pens, actually. It was my basal rate. It was my basal rate was such a pain in the ass. It was becoming such a pain in the ass because I'd nail it so I was all right overnight because I get dawn phenomenon, so I get what's that rat, that a rise in my blood glucose between the hours of, say, two and five. Um, and that's dawn phenomenon. A lot of the type ones can get that. And I would nail my, my basal rate when I was on pens to combat that. But then throughout the day, I was having a lot of lows. So it comes to the point where I spoke to my specialist and it was like, you know what? We'll split it. So we split a certain percent in the evening, a certain percent in the morning. And it kind of made it better. And this is something that I've recommended to a few of my clients. Kind of made it, made it better. But still, it was hard around training. Sometimes I was going high. Sometimes I was going low. Um, and then throughout the day and then towards the later evening and stuff. So it was just a bit all over the place. So... I did a little bit of research, spoke to my specialist at the time, and and he was like, I was like, I want to try an insulin pump. I want to try an insulin pump because on the pump, you can really dial in your basal rate for every single hour. When you're on pens, it's just you put your basal insulin in, whether it's one injection or you're splitting that, and it's in. You can't adjust it then, whereas on a pump, you can make micro adjustments for every hour. So that was my main reason for going on to a pump. Um, so I was like, right, that was my one of my main things. But my main concern about it was, am I going to actually want a cannula in me all the time? Will I want that? And I wasn't sure, to be honest with you. I wasn't sure. I was also, do, do I want a tube from me all the time? But my first insulin pump was a Cellnovo. The company's gone bust because they were shit. It was breaking all the time. And that was tubeless. That was tubeless. I'm on now a Naki Checker Fever combo, and there's a tube on it. Show you on the camera. Like there's a tube on it. This is my pump, and yeah, it gets caught on a some door handles and drawer handles and that sometimes. And one of my girlfriend's dogs ripped it out the other day. But this is far few and in between. It is rarely happens, and it's absolutely fine. Like I'm fine with it, and I'm fine having a cannula in all the time as well. So my concerns at the start was soon sorted out, sort of thing. So. um I, I love, I'm just going to share my personal experiences with you on it because it's very personal. The way that you want to manage your, your diabetes is very personal. Some people don't want a pump. Some people don't understand what a pump does. Some people are happy with injections and that. Um, but I will say this, like, you can achieve good control with just pens. My HbA1c was still the same. It was probably in the high fives, low sixes. Now it's always between five and six. Um, but that was when I was on pens, like it, it was around about the same. You can still achieve good control um, on pens. I know some people that are on a pump and um, the control isn't that great. And it's down to this, you still need to understand a lot of the basics. So you still need to understand how insulin works. You still need to be able to carb count. You still need to watch what you're eating. You still need to be active. You still need to give a fuck at the end of the day. Because like a pump won't save you and vice versa on pens. Like people that have gone on pens that have got really poor control. I just want an insulin pump. That's that device is still run by you. You still need to know numbers. It's not gonna save you. Yeah, it's like when people hang out for a CGM or freestyle Libra to have better control. Well, hang on, you can still achieve good control with your finger prick. These basic things that we get, yes, it can be a little bit more challenging, but it's doable and you still need to give a shit at the end of the day. So I just wanted to get that kind of out there. A little bit of tough love for the other type ones out there. So I'd say like, like I say, these are my personal experiences and I've got clients that love the pump, clients that have tried to pump, gone back to pens. Like I spoke to so many type ones like that. And I'd say like, 
I think a pump's great if you're willing to put the groundwork in. So by that, I mean you're willing to really figure out and do basal testing, um, which I get all my clients to do when they start my 30-day program. You're willing to nail your, your insulin to carb ratio and your correction factor, so your insulin sensitivity, how many units, uh, how many moles or milligram per deciliter one unit of insulin drops you, or how many grams of carbs one insulin, um, one unit of insulin covers. Because in a pump, you can input all that in and then you just need to dial in or prick your finger and it sends it through to your pump and says, hey, you're a little bit high, give a correction. Yeah. Or, hey, you're having 30 grams of carbs, you're 1 to 10 like me, you need 3 units of insulin. Or, hey, you're a little bit high, you're having you're having some carbs, so we're going to put the correction in and plus that onto the insulin that you need to cover your carbohydrates. Or, you're a little bit low, we know that you're going to eat, so we're going to figure out your insulin dosage so it covers your meal, but you don't go too low. So hopefully this is making sense. So there's a lot of brains behind an insulin pump, but you still control it, yeah? You still have to go through and put all your data in, put all your metrics in. Whereas with a pe with pens, it's kind of like you have a certain amount that you give on your background insulin, you know your insulin to carb ratio, you know your correction factor, and you've just got to do that every time, yeah? You've got to do that every time. So I suppose it's weighing up the pros and cons, really. One place where I'm probably, this is, podcast is probably going to be more towards a pump because I love my pump. Yeah, but I, I still have good control on pens and I know type ones who love pens. We've tried a pump, we've gone back to pens. And I suppose like where it really shines, and especially for me and a lot of my clients, is when you're active. For example, like being able to set a temporary basal rate if you're going out for a walk or during a workout or stuff like that. Or when I'm going out on a bike, um, if I know I might drop low, I can set a temporary basal rate a couple of hours before. So I know I'm not going to be giving my full amount of insulin. I'm going to try and stay away from having a hypo. Yeah. Whereas if I was on an injection on pens, my background insulin is put in the evening before, like last evening. I can't take that insulin out. I can't adjust it. So I probably just have to eat, which can be a pain in the arse if I'm watching my calorie intake. I could have to eat, let myself go a little bit high, go out on the bank knowing that that'll drop me, yeah? So there is ways around it, but I think a pump really comes into its own when you're active, yeah? When you're, you're active and you train a lot, just so you can micromanage your basal rate. Also, as I said with me, it's great for nailing dawn phenomenon. If you get, if you're like me, and you get that high in the evening, pump really shines there because you can micro adjust your ratio around then when you get in that, um, well, what what you're putting in and when you get in that that rise in the evening. I will say though, like if you're using rapid acting insulin on a pump, quick tip for you: any adjustments take a couple of hours to make. So, like I mentioned, then if I'm going out on the bike at say midday, and I know I might have a low at 10 a.m., yeah, I will set a temporary basal rate to decrease by x amount it depends like with me i can't give you figures because i don't know you um and the same if i'm getting a rise around two in the morning i'm not going to put more basal insulin in i'm not going to put more insulin in at two in the morning i'm going to do it at midnight because it always takes two hours to work because that's rapid acting insulin for you right it's peak time is around two to three hours loads of posts on that on my instagram so this isn't really me telling you what you should and shouldn't do. It's down to personal choice. For me personally, I love my pump. It allows me to micromanage it, but I know some people that don't. Like I will say, if you're someone who really likes to have tight control, then I reckon an insulin pump will really help you. If you're willing to put the work in, you're willing to do some basal testing because that's the bitch when you start on a pump. 
that is the bitch. I remember when I started, um, I had an A4 bit of paper and I everything down. This is where a CGM or a Libra really comes into their own because you're able to see even when you're asleep um, what's going on with your blood glucose in between meals and stuff. So I did, I was doing basal rate testing. It was so, oh, it was just a bitch at the start. But now I've got a baseline. It's easy to go through and adjust from. I do actually do, I do, hold my hands up, need to do another basal test, uh, basal rate testing because it's sometimes of the day and throughout the night, I'm going off white. Like I'm having a few lows throughout the night um, and a few throughout the day. So I think I need to decrease my basal rate. So I do need to pull my finger out my ass, like I say to all my clients, and do do another basal rate test so I can change that in my insulin pump. But if you're willing to do that and put the work in, do some proper basal testing, you're willing to nail your insulin to carb ratio and your correction factors, and you can stick them in a device like a pump and it's going to work everything out for you and you're active, do you know what I mean? A, a pump's going to be mega for you. If you don't mind having a cannula in all the time, obviously change every three days and that, it's going to be mega. If you're one of these who you just want all right control, yeah, not that you can't get tight control with pens, it's just a little bit more tricky and I don't want to feel bad for saying that, but I think it is. Um, but if you're one of these who just wants to dial up a pen, stick it in, not have some all the time um, and just kind of do that simplify it if you like as as much as you can simplify being a fucking type 1 diabetic right then i think pens would be a way to go for you but i will say you've got you've got to try different things right you've got to try these things you can't you can't be someone who's on pens and be like oh pumps are shit like i don't ever want to be on an insulin pump i don't think it'll work for me well i'm gonna have you tried it no well how do you know you might get amazing control if you go on an insulin pump, you might absolutely love it. You, you might think it's the best thing since fucking sliced buttered bread. You don't know unless you try it, yeah? And then you can always go back. It's not like if you try an insulin pump, um, you're stuck on that. You can always go back. I've I've thought recently I might go back onto pens just for a few weeks to see how well I can control it. Do you know what I mean? Because I like doing these little tests on myself. So I'd say like, if you're considering getting a pump, go for it. If you want to try it out, go for it. You can always go back back to pens if you don't get on with it. Simple as that at the end of the day. My my journey, my mission to get an insulin pump was a pain in the ass as well. I won't lie, it took about a year. Anyone who's gone from, well, from England who tries to get a pump on the NHS will probably understand what I'm saying here because I never did a Daphne course, which is like a carb counting course. Because um, I was a bit reluctant when I was first diagnosed. I was like, I know it all, no one's going to help me. And when I went for a pump and decided I wanted help, they was like, right, bastard, you're going to have to do a Daphne course. You're going to jump through our hoops now. I was like, oh, shit. But I did actually learn a few things from it. So I had to do a Daphne course. I had to go through loads of different appointments and basically just jump through hoops to prove to them that I give a shit that it was worth shelling out the money for um, to get an insulin pump for me. Because they knew that I cared. They knew I had tight control, but I just kind of had to like prove to them why I wanted a pump and it was that dawn phenomenon and being active and being able to make micro adjustments. So it can be a bit of a pain in the arse to get a pump. It can take a while, but I stuck with it, stuck with a battle and I got it in the end. Um, so yeah, if if you are currently going through, you're going to go through trying to get a pump. It can be a pain in the arse, can be stressful, but just do what they ask you to do. All they want to know is that you give a shit and you're worth spending the money on. I think that's it at the end of the day, right? I think that's it at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, I, the, they're my thoughts on a pump. It's really helped me. I love it because 
I can micromanage it. I can make adjustments, stuff like that, with being so active and things. Um, but yeah, there's a little bit of stressful brain time that goes into setting it up. But hey ho, there's a lot of stressful brain time days, isn't there, for us to tackle diabetics? So I do want to cover in this quickly as well because a lot of you guys have been asking me, who are into cycling and stuff like that, or, or endurance sports, like hey Tom, like how do you keep your blood glucose levels stable? What do you take out? With you? What do you eat? So when I go on a ride, if I'm going on an hour, an hour and a half ride, um, on, on any ride actually, I will always take my carb drink, which is like science in sport, um, go hydrate sort of thing. And there's about a couple of scoops in it. You mix it with water. There's about 35 to 40 grams of carbs. I'll always take that. I'll always take two glucose gels as well, like um, salts gels and things like that. There's probably about 20 grams of carbs in that. And in my uh, saddle pack, underneath my seat, obviously, I always take a few jelly babies. Sometimes I might take little bars that I get sent with samples when I order shit, but they're my things I always take on a ride. My hydration drink, drink with 30 to 40 grams of carbs in, couple of gels, jelly babies, and maybe some like cereal bar or something like that, depends. Now, chances are, if I'm going on an hour ride, I don't really, that often after after drink the drink or I take bottle a bottle of water, because I've got two bottles with me as well on my bike, I always drink water. But chances are, if it's about an hour, I don't really need to have the drink or have any gels. If it's longer, and even with a temporary basal rate set on, I probably am going to start to drop. So I will sip on that carb drink and maybe have a gel. Now, I'm lucky enough to use a Freestyle Libra and use a Mile Mile, which is, I'm going to show you on the camera there, it sticks over your Libra. This is the Mile Mile. I think that's how you say it, or Meow Meow. Sorry, fucking cat. Uh, this is the Meow Meow 2. And I link this to my Garmin cycling computer. So there's a little like app data field. And what it does, it links up to my cycling computer and then it gives me my bug glucose every five to 10 minutes it sends it through. Um, also links to apps on your phone, but for the purpose of this, we'll speak about the Garmin cycling computer. And it gives me a trend arrow as well, whether I'm going up, diagonally up, level, diagonally down or down or two arrows down. And this kind of tells me on my computer what, well, not kind of, it does tell me what's going on with my blood glucose. So I know if I'm around five to six moles and I've got arrows down or something, hey, I'm just going to have a, a few swigs of my carb drink. And on my ride, that really, really helps me. Before this, because I've only had this a few weeks, I was you know, trying to get my phone out mid-ride and scan and stuff like that. Or if I didn't, I might have a low. But this is a fucking godsend. It really, really helps me um, on that. So I'd say like... <laughs> It's rare when I have to have anything on a ride under an hour. If it's over that, anytime over that, I'm keeping an eye on my cycling computer, on my blood glucose. You obviously, you don't need one of these, but it really helps. You can obviously just scan as well. And if I do see it starts changing anyway, um, I will just like uh, have some of my car drink or my gel. The, the thing that I don't do is if I go out on a ride, um, for argument's sake, let's say I'm seven or eight miles. If I go out on a ride and I hit an intense part and it's a bit of a climb and I see my blood glucose going up because it's intense, liver's pushing out glucose, um, and I start going to 10, 11 or 12, I don't then jump on my pump and put a correction in. The reason being is this. I know I can pretty much dead cert say, excuse me, on the steadier parts of the ride, I'm going to drop. At some point in that ride, it's going to come back into range. So I'm not going to put a correction in because I know I'm probably going to have a pretty severe low if I do that. So it's hard for me to see it rising sometimes and be like, don't correct. But I know 
Um, but I'm not going to correct because the ride's going to drop me. Yeah, the rest of the ride will probably drop me. But that's how I kind of manage my blood glucose on my rides, on my longer rides, and obviously the shorter rides and stuff like that as well. But I always make sure I've got my carb drink, I've got my one or two gels, cereal bar, and trust the old fucking godsend jelly babies as well. I always take them everywhere with me. But that's how I kind of manage that. But I will say, obviously, the point of this podcast was pens or pumps. Again, it is personal, each to their own. I love my pump, but what it boils down to is this. Give a shit at the end of the day. Put some graft in of figuring out um, how insulin works, being healthy, um, eating well, being active, knowing your numbers, your own numbers, your insulin to carb ratio, your basal profiles, how much basal insulin that you need, which is your background and stuff like that, how different foods affect your blood glucose, getting as much data as possible. It boils down to getting as much data as possible and knowing what to do with it, yeah? Knowing what to do with it. It boils down to that. From that, think of that like the foundation because that can be applied to, to pens or in more in-depth to an insulin pump. But you need to know it's your brain that still runs these devices. Same having a Freestyle Libre or CGM. They're great if you know what to do with it and how to understand it, yeah? Because these things, these devices and the, this technology nowadays, as I always say, won't save you. You still need to give a shit. You still need to give a fuck and know what to do with it at the end of the day. So hopefully that's helped you out. I will answer any questions, share any experiences with anyone who's got any questions about pens or a pump or my personal experiences. And I will say as well, I've just opened up the early bird intake for my 30-day program. Um, which we will be kicking off with next month. But I've opened up the early bird intake now with a mega discount. So the 30-day program, quickly run over it. It's basically for type 1 diabetic who wants to have better glucose control. I've broken it down into four simple steps and we cover a lot in this program. A lot in this program. So if you're getting a bit stressed out with your glucose management, um, you need to go over some of the basics and some more in-depth stuff around nutrition and exercise, then this will be a mega program for you. Yeah, a mega program for you. So if that's something that you're interested in, all you need to do is drop me a DM or a message saying 30 days and we'll have a chat. I'll see what you need help with and we'll see if you're going to be a good fit for the program. That's what I do with everyone who inquires about it. Yeah. So just DM me with with 30 days and I'll tell you more information. We'll see if you're a good fit. Also, I've got a couple of freebies for you guys as well. Um, I'm going to stick them in the links to the in the comments on the show notes. Yeah, for this podcast. But you guys watching this live, you can DM me. So first one is my free ebook specifically for type ones. It's nutrition exercise tips, but there's loads in there. There's a little workout, there's a little nutrition plan, and loads of my top tips. If you want the ebook, just DM me with the word free ebook. I'll click the link in the comments below. You listen to this podcast, and I'll get that sent over to you. And also, my free Facebook community group. If you're on Facebook, just DM me with the word free group, and I'll get send you the link and get you added in there. Guys, listening to this, if you would be so kind and super appreciate it, if you could share this on your Instagram stories and tag me just so I can reach out and help more type 1 diabetics via this podcast. Again, love you all. Been mega jumping back on. You know what? I've missed doing these podcasts. I really, really have. If you guys have got any topics that you want me to cover in a podcast, DM me. Do you know what I mean? I'm open to anything. DM me and I'll share my experiences on it as well. Um, but yeah thanks for tuning in guys thanks for sharing your time with me today 
hope you have a mega day wherever in the world that you are and i'll chat to you all soon take it easy guys Thank you.